Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to the Sit Down with Steph podcast. As promised, this is the second part of my conversation with Sharon on music education. So I would recommend that you listen to the first part of this conversation if you haven't listened yet. It is just the last episode that I posted, so go listen to that if you haven't listened to it yet just because it'll give you some context into what we're talking about in this part. So without further ado, let's just get on into the second part of this conversation. Okay, so the next section that we wanted to discuss, we've talked a little bit about things like the coalition and Youth for Music, but we want to give our listeners some background into both of these organizations, just so they're not like confused by what we're talking about. So I guess, would you be able to give us a little bit of insight into both the Coalition and Youth for Music? Of course, of course. So the Coalition for Music Education in Canada was formed in 1992 and actually next year is our 30th anniversary. So celebrations. Yeah, celebrations. So, you know, keep an eye out. You never know, there, there might be some something exciting happening. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> You know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what what comes up in the future, especially with um, public health restrictions and things like that. But yes, it is our 30th anniversary next year, so it's very exciting. Um, so the coalition was formed um, to advocate for equitable access to quality music education as part of a well-rounded um, public education experience. So our goal is to see that every child and youth in Canada has a high quality um, musical education through their public school. And um, the coalition has, uh, you know, several programs and initiatives that that it has um, run over the years. Um, the most well known is probably Music Monday. Um, a lot of a lot of teachers and students in Canada has, have participated in Music Monday over the years. Um, yes. It's yeah, it's an annual celebration that happens on the first Monday in May. Um, there's um, a, a, a song that is chosen as the Music Monday anthem, and um, typically there's a a nationwide sing along of the anthem at 12:30 Eastern time. And um, schools and community groups participate in Music Monday um, in a variety of ways. And there's there it, it's you know it'll it'll be nice to see what happens in the next year and the, the year, you know, the years to come. Um, hopefully we will be able to have in-person celebrations again. Mm-hmm. Another program that you asked about, and this is the program that I manage is Youth for Music. And this is a newer program. Um, it began in 2014. And the idea behind Youth for Music was to give the youth of Canada a platform to raise their voices about issues surrounding music education that were important to them. And it's to empower youth to take action, um, to affect positive change in their schools, in their communities, and to encourage their advocacy um, for music education. Um, And the Youth for Music program, um, well, sorry, through the Youth for Music program, there were several um, leadership symposiums that were held in different cities in Canada, and this is where you and I met. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the last one that was held in 2019 here in Toronto, we worked together on that. And the idea behind these symposiums 
were to bring together um, youth who are passionate about music and music education, um, to give them a chance to discuss what's going on locally in terms of music, what are the challenges that they face, what are the you know their creative solutions, how they can take action to advocate for music education at the local level. And we would bring together, so we bring together youth, but we'd also bring in guest speakers, musicians. There was often a jam session. They were just really fun events. And um, unfortunately, we haven't been able to hold any in-person events lately, um, but we we have been um, um, hosting some virtual events and we've, we've had some virtual initiatives over the past year. Um, and, and more to come. <laughs> yes, I can definitely attest to how fun those youth leadership symposiums are. I had the privilege of hosting one a couple of years back, or co-hosting actually, but it was just such an amazing event. The jam sessions are always the best. I just yeah, have to say that. So <laughs> At the last one, we had a ukulele jam session. It was like the most fun jam session I've ever been to. It was so great. I agree. It was amazing. I think there's like this community. There's this sense of like community. Everyone's playing music and it's just so much fun. Absolutely. Everyone's smiling. That's all I can say. It's the best. Like just, but, to, you know, add on to what you said, community building is a huge part of the Youth for Music program. And I'm so happy to hear you say that you felt that sense of community at the event. Yes. No, 100%. It was definitely there. <laughs> I know that we've talked a lot about it being uh, a Canadian organization, so it is the Coalition for Music Education in Canada. It's in the name. But I know that I do have some listeners from other parts of the world. So I just wanted to mention that, yes, you know, we encourage primarily participation from Canada. But like Sharon said, we have uh, virtual events. We have yes. everything that we've planned for the 2021-2022 school year is virtual. And... This was done with COVID-19 in mind because when we started planning, we just didn't know what was going to happen. There were no vaccines at the time when, when these plans were made. So everything is virtual and um, yeah, we, we invite participation from all over. That's fantastic. So for any listeners who are listening from different countries other than Canada. If this is something that you're interested in, Youth for Music, The Coalition, any of these programs, I mean, I highly, highly recommend any of the symposiums, especially the leadership ones, but just know that you can participate because these are going to be online. And I know we bashed COVID a lot and we say, you know, it was so annoying, but I think this is one of the best things that came out of it is just how many more people we can reach, uh, especially when we're doing things like this, like these coalition initiatives, we can reach people now from all across Canada and we host a leadership symposium. It doesn't have to just be limited to people in Toronto. It can be anyone around the world can join. And I think that's just the coolest thing. As well, mm -hmm. something that Sharon also touched upon is the initiatives aspect. So the coalition and Youth for Music both run fantastic initiatives so many initiatives might I add. I don't know how you guys keep up. It's amazing. <laughs> I was mentioning earlier that Sharon and I did work on an initiative during the pandemic. And I mean, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. It is called the Making Music at Home Initiative. So I kind of came to Sharon and I was saying, 
I think we need to keep music alive during these times. And we both can definitely agree on that fact because initially at the beginning of the pandemic, there were a lot of people who came out, like Sharon said, and they were doing these performances and it was just, everyone had such great spirits about it. But I think, you know, you, you move on into the pandemic a few months later and there was almost, you know, there was more uncertainty. So people started to lose a little bit of hope. And I thought, okay, we need to we need to get this hope back up and what better way to do that than through music so we worked together and we developed the mm -hmm. making music at home initiative and what it is is there's some challenges and there are some prompts and everything and the whole goal like it's in the title is to encourage people to continue making music at home so i think we had a call and we talked for like two hours about like the different challenges that we could do i know one of them i wanted to do was like getting like your pencils and just like doing a 16 count drum solo. And it was just things like this where you don't have to be a professional musician or you don't have to have any musical instruments or equipment at home. As long as you have pencils or pens or even sticks from outside, you can you know participate. And the initiative was so successful. I mean, it, I think we're still gonna continue somewhat because it was fantastic. I know we're still accepting submissions, I believe. Yeah, we are. The submission form is still open. Perfect. Yes. Submissions are still open. So, I mean, I would definitely suggest that you guys go and look. And the challenges are just like lighthearted, little fun things that will put a smile on your face. And you can see other people's submissions as well. We post some of them on the Instagram. So that's yeah. fun. And the whole objective was to create community. And the initiative did that it just people were connected and you know you go on the instagram and you see someone else's performance for that same prompt that you might have saw and you're like hmm i really love what they did here but i'm going to take it in this direction and we get to just combine everyone's diverse takes on these things and at the end of the day everyone is doing something fun through music so i was just so happy to see that, that event was that initiative was a success and I mean thank you for allowing me to run it with you it was just so amazing it was and it was my pleasure to to work with you on that um yes I mean that was not it was a great surprise to receive your message and and saying you know I have this idea I think I think we should do this could we do this through you through music Absolutely. And I mean, that's the kind of initiative we, we encourage participants to take. Um, and, and we like to support these kinds of ideas. We want to promote music and music education and making music. And if we can continue to do that right now, that's, I think, more important than ever. So, yes. Absolutely. So we kind of touched upon it. But I mean, I'd love to get a little bit more of your take on it. So like we said, music is incredibly important now. I think we can agree that it's important more than ever at this time. So we need to make sure that we're keeping music alive and we're not, you know, we're not just doing it for 30 minutes a day at school or once a week at a piano lesson. So I was just gonna ask you, what are some of your things that you'd wanna see to help keep music alive? So what can people do to help keep music in their lives during the pandemic? Oh, well, I mean, your Making Music at Home initiative had a lot of great ideas for, for that, exactly. Um, you know, 
taking time to listen to music in, you know, during your day, taking a little break when you're doing your work, um, maybe to play a song if you, if you do have an instrument at home, just you know, take a little break between tasks, play the piano a little bit, get out your guitar or your ukulele or your trumpet or you know, your harp or whatever it is that you play or, or sing a little bit um, just throughout the day so that you're breaking things up and you have some music to enjoy. Um, but also, I mean, if, if you are a person who has been involved in music a lot and it's something that is a really important part of your life and now you're missing out on that because of COVID and, um, and you know, changes to either your school program or your community programs, um, try to start something with your friends. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything huge or really formal. Um, but maybe you could start like a, a weekly, I don't know, a weekly Zoom kind of jam session, which, you know. Yes, if, I would join that. You know, you know if, if you are able to create a virtual choir or a virtual orchestra or some other kind of virtual performance, that could be really fun and, um, and, and something creative. It, it lets you work creatively, but in a different way because you're making music, but then you're also learning about how to edit it and you're learning how to you know, present it and maybe market it or promote it online, um, which, is, which is a lot of fun to do. Um, it lets you use your creativity in a different way. But right now, I'm starting to see live music happening again, which is really exciting. People getting to rehearse together in person and, you know, outdoor concerts and that kind of thing. So, you know, the end is in sight and it, you know, it feels like, like there's hope for getting together and making because music. It may be possible to meet outdoors in a park and, and maybe have a little choir practice or, or bring your guitars to, you know, your friend's backyard and jam together. Um, you know, from a safe social distance and, and make music together. Like that's starting to happen again. It's really great. And if, and hopefully it will continue on this path. Hopefully we won't see lockdowns again and more restrictions on in-person schooling, but also in-person um, music making. I, I really hope, you know, that that doesn't happen. Should it happen again, then, you know, we just have to get creative again. Um, so I would encourage and, um, and this goes not just for if there are restrictions, but, you know, even if, you know, if things are back to normal, I encourage you to look at those youth for music, making music at home prompts. They're yes. really fun. Um, you know, play a drum solo with pencils, you know, who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> but there's a prompt for me. There's a prompt for you. <laughs> yes. I have something for every single person. I promise. So I love that though. I think it's excellent that there is this hope that live music is coming back and in-person music. But even, yeah. you know, if that, like right now, if that's not a feasible option where you're from, one thing that really stuck with me that you said is even listening to music. I think that's underrated in a sense because when you're listening and you're appreciating someone else's music, that's like music education as well. You don't have to, you know, be learning an instrument and preparing like crazy for like a piano exam. You can be listening to another artist and appreciating what they've done. And, you know, who knows, maybe that speaks to you and inspires you to do something then with your musical background. But 
just starting even at appreciation for what another musician has done. That's a fantastic way to keep music alive right now. Absolutely. I, I love listening to music. I often have music playing when I'm around the house and, you know, if I'm working at something um, from doing chores, I don't, I don't drive as much as I used to because I, I've been working remotely all this time. But, you know, when I'm in the car, I always have music on and um, I love listening to music. I think it's a great way to keep connecting with music. Um, even if you can't be in a room with other people making music, you can, you can still have music in your life. Yes, I completely agree. It just makes everything more fun, honestly. So the final section of this interview, I have prepared some kind of rapid fire questions that I just want to ask you. They're fun. I think they're fun. Okay. Um, so we'll just get right on into it. So the first one is the best part of your job and the biggest challenge. Okay. The best part of my job is definitely connecting with amazing youth like you. I mean that sincerely. I've met a lot of really great people through this job, through through Youth for Music. Um, I I love connecting with young people and seeing how you know seeing how their growth over several years of their involvement in the program. Um, I love working on projects with the Youth for Music participants because they all bring something different. They all bring unique talents and skills and ideas, and it's it makes my job so much fun to work with these Youth for Music participants. Um, the most challenging aspect, um, I'm just gonna, you know, so COVID-19 aside, that was challenging for everyone um, in every industry. Um, so yeah, certainly, you know, being entirely remote and not being able to run in-person events, that's difficult. But I, I would say the most challenging aspect, just, you know, COVID or no COVID, um, is that we're a national organization and Youth for Music is a national program, but I am physically based in Toronto. So for me to connect and, and work with people in other provinces and territories is sometimes challenging, um, but it's something that I, I, you know, I enjoy and I'm committed to making this you know, a national program. It's not just, it's not just a Toronto program, um, just because you know, that's where I am based, it's for everyone. And so the challenge is connecting with people across the country, um, especially with these virtual events now that are not just based in one location, which is fantastic. I love that we can we can involve people from everywhere and not just you know one city at a time. Um, but something like the geography of Canada, finding a time that works for people in Vancouver and St. John's is, is challenging at times. So, you know, just the size of Canada, is, a, is probably the biggest challenge. That definitely makes sense. I know event timing has, we've put a lot more thought into that. I think this past year and a bit than we've ever had before, but I definitely think from what it sounds like the benefits override the challenges and that's amazing. So the next one is favorite okay. coalition or youth for music project you've worked on. But I'm gonna say the 2019 symposium was probably my favorite that was it was not my first youth for music event I was still pretty new to the coalition at the time it was the first really major event that I worked on with the coalition with youth for music it was um it was great it was certainly the longest event that I had 
hosted and, and managed at that time. But it was so much fun. We had amazing musicians. We had two amazing panel discussions. We had, I forget how many participants, but there were a lot of participants. Great discussions with those participants. So many exciting ideas um, and brainstorming happened at that event. Um, and I remember, you know, sitting, kind of sitting in the back and like, listening to people's conversations and there were there were some students who were just really excited about this idea they'd come up with and they just like spent all this time brainstorming together and they were going to put this plan into action when they got to school the next week and it was so exciting to see and hear and that was when we did our ukulele jam so it was pretty special and fun it's hard to top a ukulele jam session <laughs> it really is no that was such an amazing event. I was there. I can attest to it. It was excellent. I think that might have to be one of my favorite. I, I don't know if I can pick one because there are so many, but that's definitely up there. I think the next one is what would you be doing if you were not working at Youth for Music and not doing something in music at all? Okay. So yeah, not doing something in music at all. That's hard because I mean, if I weren't working at Youth for Music, I would, I mean, I would still be teaching voice and piano, but if I'm not working in music at all, <laughs> that's hard. I don't, it's like, what does that even look like? What, is, what is my life without working in music? But I, I think I would probably doing be, I would probably be doing some kind of writing. Um, when I was younger, I, and I, st I loved writing. I still love to write, but when I was growing up, I wrote stories all the time. I wanted to be a novelist and I still want to be a novelist. Um, you know, I still, that's still what I want to be when I grow up. But, um, when I was in high school, I, um, you know, I fell in love with music in, in a different way and decided that I wanted to pursue that. So I, I think I would, I would be doing some kind of writing. Um, I don't know, or maybe something totally different. Um, I don't know, but I would say I would be writing and, um, recently I have also started doing a little work on, you know, social media marketing. Um, and that's been really fun and very interesting to me. So maybe my life would have gone in that direction anyways. Um, but it's hard to say. I mean, when I was growing up, there was no social media. There, there was nothing like there is now, um, in terms of, of that kind of career path. So, um, that, that career path does involve a lot of writing and, maybe I naturally would have found myself there anyways, but I, I think I would be writing. That's interesting. I didn't know that you wrote stories. That's so cool. But yeah, I, I can definitely say that you're very good at the social media stuff. So you probably end up doing some like social media writing, definitely something there. I can totally see it. So the next one is what is your favorite instrument to play and then favorite instrument to listen to? So it's like a double part question. Favorite instrument to play, it changes from time to time. Right now, it's my guitar. I love playing my guitar. I've been playing my guitar again a lot lately. It feels so good to play my guitar. So I, I would say guitar is my favorite instrument to play. Favorite instrument to listen to. Um, oh, that's tough. That's really tough. I <laughs> I don't think I can I can say there's one particular instrument I enjoy listening to. I like 
I like hearing many instruments in combination and in concert together. Um, That's a good answer. It's hard. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe it's a little bit of a cop out. I couldn't make a decision. I'm indecisive <laughs> about what my favorite instrument to listen to is, but I really like listening to bands play together and, and I, I enjoy hearing how individual instruments stand out and, you know, how they all fit in together. I think that's, I don't think it's a cop-out answer. That's definitely good. I can't, I can't make a decision. I'm an indecisive, per, I'm a Libra, so I'm indecisive, you know. No, that's a good answer. I think it's good. I'm going to think of mine. I think my favorite instrument to play would probably have to be, oh, actually, I was going to say piano because I played it for so long, but a few years ago, I started learning trumpet and that was the most fun thing I think I've ever done. I love playing the trumpet. I want to continue with that. And favorite instrument to listen to? I'm going to pick one. <laughs> I think I've always been a sucker for the violin and specifically the violin playing canon in D. I know it's like often at weddings. I think it's so stunning. I've never gotten the opportunity to play the violin. That's something I've really wanted to try. So I think I'm gonna have to take your advice and become a student and, and learn that. It's never too late to start. That's right. I <laughs> take away from today, that is fantastic. But I just love listening to the violin. I think it's so oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. I love a I love a string quartet too. See, I can't just pick one instrument by itself. I'm like, oh I love it's, hard. it's an unfair question, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. That's okay. Um, the next one is the favorite concert or performance that you've been to. And yeah, I love this question. Um, the my my favorite concert that I've ever been to was Paul McCartney. Wow. It was a very special experience. the The Beatles have always been my favorite band, and obviously, seeing the Beatles is not possible anymore. But you know, two of the Beatles are still out there touring and making music. Well, I don't know if they're touring currently, but they, you know, they were, they're still making music. And uh, I forget what year it was, but well, it was at least within the last decade. I can't remember exactly what year, but Paul McCartney did a tour. He came to Toronto. My mom and I got to go and it was such a special concert. Wow. I mean, I was in, I was in the same building as a Beatle. So... <laughs> It's surreal. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Next one is dream collaboration. So if you could collaborate with anyone, who would it be? Um, I mean, as a youth for music program manager, um, I wouldn't say there's one dream collaboration, you know, one organization that I, I dream about collaborating with. We got to run virtual masterclasses this year with the NAC, the National Art Center Orchestra in Ottawa. That was fantastic. So really any arts and youth organization out there that would be interested in collaborating on an event. That's my dream, Youth for Music collaboration. Just anything that gets more youth involved in music and advocating for music education and using their voices to advocate for music education. Um, in terms of um, as being a musician, uh, this was hard. I was thinking like, well, I'm, I'm a classical musician. Should I be, you know, there are so many amazing classical musicians that it would be amazing to work with, but um, I'm going to say Paul McCartney. <laughs> I like it. 
because he's a beetle <laughs> and, <laughs> and the beetles are my favorite um and you know if if fictional musicians were also an option i would say schroeder from peanuts yes. oh. <laughs> that's funny too that would be fun Just definitely play, play I, would, I would come for that and play some beethoven with schroeder <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would come to the concert of that. That would be amazing. Um, the other, the other person I think would be a dream collaboration is um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. But again, that would be more, of, more again of like just being starstruck and like, okay, I, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. That kind of a situation. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda and the cast of Hamilton. Just you know, putting out there. I would love to sing with them. There, it's out there already now. So if you guys are listening, uh, Sharon's here. She's available. She is ready. <laughs> I'll bring my guitar. <laughs> we can jam. Or my ukulele. You know, we can jam. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Who do you want to collaborate with? It's really hard. I, hard. I ask the questions. I usually don't answer them. But I know. Uh, I know. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Okay. I would love to do anything with Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber. Those are the top two. The top two. I think they're amazing. So that would just be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So we made it. We made it to the last question. Oh, okay. The last okay, is- question for you today is what are your long-term goals and plans for Youth Through Music and the Coalition? So what are some things, I guess, you'd like to see with both organizations within the next few years? Okay, well, I already talked a little bit about the plans for Youth Through Music over the next school year, where this year is going to be entirely virtual. And there will be um, a series of workshops that will be held. I'm not going to give away too many details. You'll have to wait. Yeah, it's it's, top secret. No, you'll just have to keep checking checking our social media to find out all the announcements. Um, But yeah, we, we have some exciting workshops planned for this year and beyond this year, a lot of this really depends on what happens with COVID-19 and um, restrictions that are in in place. But I would love to be able to have in-person symposiums again. Um, I would love to be able to do these in in multiple cities across the country. Um, A tour maybe. A tour, a youth through music tour, but like a really like pie in the sky, like this is a dream, like, you know, this, you know, kind of dream project for Youth for Music is to do some kind of summit and be able to bring youth from across the country together um, at, you know, one location, whether it's Toronto or somewhere else, but just to be able to bring them together for some kind of summit or conference, you know, where they get to do workshops and attend performances and and meet each other and 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 work on projects together. That would be amazing. But again, that's that that is really beyond my control. Right. That would be the ultimate dream for the program to be able to do that. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Right now, I'm just focused on the next year ahead um, with the projects that we do have in the works and um, and just you know making my focus is on making those as successful as possible. I think that's great. Yes. I mean, I know we have a lot of great stuff coming this year, so I encourage our listeners to stay up to date with that on the social medias, but if and when you end up uh, doing that summit, I will definitely be there. Excellent. 
I hope you will. <laughs> well, that's all I have for us today, Sharon. Thank you so much for joining me. This was such a fantastic conversation. You gave us such great insight into music education and keeping it alive during these times and so many things that I wouldn't have even thought about. So I'm just so happy that you were able to join me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. I always enjoy speaking with you and this was so much fun. I guess the final thing is, do you want to share the social medias for the coalition and Youth for Music so our listeners can stay up to date with all the exciting things we have coming? Yeah, absolutely. So the coalition, um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our handle is at Coalition Canada. Um, I believe it's the same handle for all three. Um, but if you, you know, if you look up Coalition Canada, we should pop up. And um, Youth for Music is um, at Youth for the number with the number four. So at Youth for Music underscore ca you can find us on instagram and twitter and um by the time this episode comes out maybe we'll be on facebook as well but um i would encourage you to to follow the instagram account that's the one that is the most active where we have all of our big announcements and where we share um, the video content that people submit so if you want to see any of our past submissions they're all there um you can go to the coalition's Facebook page and oh, and also the YouTube channel. I forgot the coalition also has a YouTube channel. If you want to see any videos from past Music Monday events, um, there are a lot of great videos that are up there. And our website is www.coalitioncanada.ca. Take a, take a look there, lots of great information about music education, why you should study music, why, why music education is important and you know how you can get involved in advocacy. That's excellent. Sharon, thank you so much for joining. This is such a great episode and- Thank you. Awesome, thank you, Sharon. Okay, everyone, you've made it, both parts. This was such a fantastic conversation. I'm so happy I got to split it up into two parts. I think it was just so valuable and such an important conversation to have, especially during these times. I just love music education so much. It's done so much for me and I love that we have people like Sharon and we have organizations like Youth for Music and The Coalition that advocate for music education for youth. I think it's just so important. As always, you know the drill. Remember to subscribe, follow, rate, and review the podcast if you enjoy this episode and if you're looking forward to similar episodes coming soon. As well, you can always follow the podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. The username on all those social medias is at the sit down with Steph. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this two-part episode and I hope you will join me again next time. Bye.